What up, Internet? Welcome back to the Video Game Pals, your favorite weekly podcast where a group of lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. Longtime listeners of the show might notice a different voice doing this intro. That's because our regular host, Pete, is at MAGFest in Maryland while we're recording this, and he hates you. So he will not be <laughs> joining us this week. Uh, me and Peggy have all his opinions. We know how he feels. Uh, water Pokemon are trash. Yep. That that is confirmed. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was a bad game. Yep. Okay. That is confirmed. <laughs> what Pete thinks. I can't Feel offensive. To, to to tweet him and let him know. If you couldn't tell, I'm Pete's ever-present co-host and antagonist, Andy Brown. Hit me live in the host desk this week. With me, as always, are the Edge Lord with a heart of gold, Mr. Robert Thompson. Hey. I got the Guildmaster himself, Mr. Sean Bartley. Hello, hello. And our newest and grooviest video game pal, Peggy Morai Ford, the Esports Dynamo. Hello, everyone. It me. That was not very groovy, Peggy. I, I don't know where you got the groovy thing. That's just that you've been misinformed. Like, I, I oh, objectively well. speaking. Pete told me you were groovy, so I just trusted him. Pete also thinks water Pokemon are good, so, like, are you really going to trust <sighs> Wow. wow. Alright, how's everybody doing this week? <laughs> I mean, I was good until my friend got ripped apart by you guys. <laughs> He's not here. But He's going to listen. The man had a family, this. Peggy. He still does. He's fine. No, I'm doing good. Everything's uh, everything's coming up nicely for 2018, and by nicely, I mean not at all. There's a lot of shit happening, but it'll it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. True. So, anybody playing anything new, interesting, or different this week? Sean, you want to hit us with your um, update from I don't know which WoW server you play on? <laughs> the raid update! Uh, all right, so the rate update is that the last two weeks have been uh, interesting because of the holidays. So uh, we had several players go on vacation, um, two of whom, for those of you who are familiar with WoW Lingo, are the main tanks in my guild. Ooh. And uh, when that happens, it means that hell is unleashed because everyone who can tank is very inferior to your main tanks basically uh every time so uh we had to basically stall out our progress for two weeks while waiting for them and three other players to return from their break that being said though with that situation as it is we were able to kill a new boss this week wow nice nice congrats man thanks uh we are seven of eleven now four left to go and then we don't have to do jack until the new expansion so i'm jeez though Oh, that's yeah, that's that's really fast. Mm-hmm. And even like without like your most power like your most powerful tanks there, like damn. Yeah, uh it was I mean, it was a struggle. It wasn't easy, but we got it done, so I'm really happy about that. And now that we have everybody intact, uh this upcoming Tuesday, I guess for those listening, it is Tuesday already, but for me, this upcoming Tuesday, we'll have our full roster. Uh, which means that we are going to get right back on the horse and catch up. We're we're about two weeks behind because we killed the boss late because we had people missing. So now we got to kill the new bosses even faster to catch up. I believe what in you. What Sean doesn't know is I've bribed most of his guild to stand in the fire during these bosses in a way that when they die, it spells out Andy says hey. You know what? Based on the performance, 
uh, on the ball on the <laughs> boss we just killed, I wouldn't be surprised if that were true. <laughs> and some members of my guild have expressed to me recently that they listen to this show. So if you're listening to this <laughs> and you got hit by the balls on King Garoth, I hate you. Oh. <laughs> Wait, for members of the guild, when you guys stand in the fire and die, spell out your guild's name, like, BTF or something. Like, you know, be, make, like, an epic, like, intro video to, like, recruit people or something. Like, I'll, I'll export it for you. It's cool. <laughs> You're offering I believe in you guys. <laughs> but yeah, that's the update. That's the update. Cool. Nice. Uh, well, best of luck with those new bosses. Thanks. We're all pulling for you as much as I, you know, tell you I want your guild to stand in the fire. <laughs> they don't need your encouragement to do that. <laughs> Damn. Peggy, anything cool happening over in your uh, esports world this week? Well, this week is going to be huge because uh, Awesome Games Done Quick starts up. Owl, the Overwatch League, the regular season, starts up this week as well. And there was something else, but I forgot. But everything's really, really exciting. And I'm really hyped for for this coming week. It's it's like the first, the first week that we actually get to like see a lot more esports. Um, and also the Ghost of PUBG January Cup is continuing this week. Uh, and I'll be casting quite a bit of that. So it'll be really really fun and really exciting. And and I'm I'm just hyped for this was the week I've been waiting for for the past like month and a half because everything's kicking off. Oh, the new Critical Role campaign starts as well. Not esports related, but still really cool. So. It's a, it's a hella hype week for anyone involved in any sort of nerddom. Nice. It's a hella hype week. Um, for people who maybe don't know, you want to give us a little uh, uh, information on Awesome Games Done Quick? Yeah, so Awesome Games Done Quick, also known as AGDQ, because that's faster to say, goes with the theme, is a charity speedrun event where essentially, where essentially they uh, speedrun for 24 hours, 7 days, like... The, it's a continuous marathon for seven days straight. So, you know, you're going to have people, uh, you're going to have multiple speedrunners, some of them really, like, well-known in the community, uh, speedrunning anything from, like, Metroid to Super Mario to, to I don't know, Quaff? I don't know. That's not that's not in it this year. But, like, it, you get the idea that, you know, everyone's coming together to support Doctors Without Borders, and uh, they are, like, they have different slots for different games, and basically... At any time during this week, if you tune into AGDQ's Twitch, which I think is is twitch.tv slash gamesdonequick or twitch.tv slash awesomegamesdonequick, I'm not entirely sure. I can get that later. But um, you're going to see a speedrun. So, like, it's a full marathon all this week. Uh, there's going to be, like, a featured speedrunner. That person's going to speedrun their game, and it's going to be a whole bunch of fun. And there's even races and, like, some task uh, showcases where it's, like, a computer... Uh, a computer actually doing the the speed run and it's just a lot of fun and it's so cool to see uh like for example there was one from a while back for sonic 06 that was absolutely amazing and that game was so broken so quickly it's awesome and then they also have like the technical games um like dark Is this souls like for a prison example. sentence did they commit crimes <laughs> and have to speedrun sonic 06 yeah right of it? according to them they paid full price for the game and they were proud of it so like when it released yeah i know but like it's just so much fun if you don't know what speedrunning is or if you're just like i'm bored and i have nothing to do definitely tune in um i think they made they've made millions of dollars for uh for like per per uh event which is really really cool 
um, at least in the past, like, two years or so. But, like, really awesome. AGDQ. I'm so hyped. Uh, definitely tune in if you can. Cool. Uh, we'll throw a link down in the description for this video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And personally, the AGDQ event I'm most looking forward to is the uh, Zelda Link to the Past randomizer. <laughs> which is somebody's modded a ROM of Link to the Past to give every speedrunner a different start and different item spawns. Dear God. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> These guys That's savage. Are hard, yeah, man. They've done it in a way where nothing will be, like, locked, so you won't get, like, the item you need to beat one dungeon locked behind, you know, a thing you can't get without getting that item. And it'll just be super interesting. So be sure to check that out this week. Thompson, anything happening over in Edgelord land you want to talk about? I mean, I watched a really cool new, cool new anime that is not really that new that ties into Doki Doki pretty much. Like, I don't know. That was cool. Okay. It's not games, but hey, that's all I did. <laughs> hey, that's literature. Yeah. All right. I have been just so busy with Christmas and New Year's and moving back and forth from New Jersey to my uh, apartment in Washington that I haven't really done that much gaming recently. So I don't have anything to say either. Um, Pete doesn't have anything to say because he just plays. The oh, his microphone's games. muted. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get back to him later. <laughs> All right, so with that wrapped up, it's time for the random question of the week. Eh, six out of ten. <laughs> I like that one better, actually. It's more regal. Really? It, it has a, an air of authority to it. I just like the fact that... I just don't like the fact, rather, that you're not blowing up people's eardrums from their headphones <laughs> when you yell into it. I, you don't like that fact? I don't like that fact. Wow. People know the rude. risks. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> In honor of Pete not being here, and I, this is going to be it for me dunking on water Pokemon. Not really. Um, but in honor of Pete not being here, since we all know water Pokemon are Pete's favorite Pokemon type. What's your favorite Pokemon type? And <laughs> like, if you want to stick your favorite Pokemon in, go with that too. Oh, no. Oh. So, so, um... This, this is when I get called out, because I haven't really played Pokemon all that much. What? Um, I actually haven't. Uh, Peggy. I was not expected to You don't talk the talk this. if you can't walk the walk. Oh, I can talk just fine. Uh, I'm actually, like, I'm halfway through Moon at the moment. And I played Gold, Silver, um, Crystal, Ruby, and Sapphire. But I haven't played oh. anything new. That that's my problem. Oh, so you have, gold and silver are the best ones. So you're yeah, fine. you have okay, enough cool. experience to be able to say what your favorite type is for sure. Oh, sweet, fire for the record, fire or dark. It's it's a tie, and you can't make me choose. I'm making you choose. Too bad. <laughs> All right, uh, what's your favorite Pokemon? I said that, but my favorite's probably Eevee. Like I I go by favorite Pokemon as like the one I would want to have. I feel like Eevee okay. or something flying, like one of those two would probably be best, but Eevee for sure. A, because of just how versatile Eevee is when uh, when it goes into the plethora of evolutions. There's so many. But also, uh, just like, that would be the one that I would like to like hang out in my room and like actually have for, for like, <laughs> to like, it, it's really cute, okay? And I'm not it a It's like a small cute. cute dog. Yeah. Except it's a fox, which is even better, is it? It's like, it's a fox-ish. 
and I will take it. And foxes are basically cats and dogs put together, so. Yep. It's either that, by the way, or Raikou, for the record. Like, the, the legendary Pokemon, because that oh was my the God. one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the one that, uh, like, when all my sisters played, my other sister got Suicune, like, first. My other sister got Entei first, and I got Raikou first. So, like, that's mine now. <laughs> Solid. Just based off of that. Mad respect. Yeah. Yes. Yes, good respect. <laughs> Thompson, Sean. This is a tough one, man. Um, there are so many Pokemon that I love, and I love every type. Uh, I've never thought about this before, to be honest, which I know sounds super weird. Uh, but as a Pokemon enthusiast, I've never considered which my favorite type is. So, for that reason, I'm just going to have to spitball here. And... Uh, Wait, did we get Sean spitballing? Is this the video game pals first? <laughs> nice. Hot take. I think that my favorite Pokemon type is ground. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's bold. So, I know, right? A lot of my favorite Pokemon are ground types or ground rock types, some combination there. Like Tyranitar is one of my favorites. Um, uh, Hip- Hippowden or Hippodown or whatever, however you say his name. He's one of my favorites. Uh, I When I play Pokemon and I play competitive, I always use Sandstorm teams. So that factors into this. Okay. Um, and okay. honestly, it's... Do you name all your Pokemon Darude if you're playing a Sandstorm team? No. All right, go on. Oh, I was ready to let that go on for hours. That'll be another special. <laughs> that can be our Yule log. You just yeah. doing that for hours, <laughs> staring straight into the camera. Yes, that's perfect. Uh, it's it, but no, for real, it's a tie between ground and water. I'm so serious. Okay. Okay. Um, I dig it. No, you can like water. It's just pee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. That's totally fine. I was ready to fight about it. <laughs> Uh, and then, as far as my favorite Pokemon, uh, it is Arcanine. And if I could own one, I absolutely would. That's part of the reason why I, I, also, I also, like Peggy, think about what I could reasonably have in my house. Uh, and I, f- for some reason, think I could have an Arcanine in my house. So that's You totally could. It's yeah. totally fine. No big deal. It's just a burning... Pokemon that's always on fire, and I have all the comics in my house. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you should be fine. Yeah, great. You wouldn't have to pay for heat anymore. Yeah. I wouldn't have to pay rent either, because my house would burn down. True. You're fine. Yeah, it's not 8 degrees outside or anything. You'd be able to stay warm, because you have a giant dog made of fire. There you go. Alright, but then how do I not burn alive when I give it a hug? That's your prerogative, man. <laughs> Good luck getting like you get like in his besto suit. I need I need to make a, ch- a change. I can't have a, a, a Pokemon that's gonna burn me alive. Not I think it might work, man. <laughs> Anime logic kicks in. I mean, a fucking lightsaber burns at like something like twenty five thousand degrees. Which if you p- turned it on, everyone should ignite in flames, but it doesn't. You know. Hey, it's Power contained force. within the crystal. Right. Yes, so you know, my point is, the Pokemon's contained, it wouldn't burn everyone alive. That's anime logic, just like Star Wars logic. Like, you would be able to hug it, it's cool. I'm pretty sure there's trainers in the anime that have hugged the, the Arcanines and not blown up. 
Also, doesn't someone have, like, a black hole ability and no one's died? Pretty sure uh, there's, like, a... There maybe. is a, like, Pokemon that can do some sort of, like, black hole gravitational pull thing. And it hasn't destroyed the entire world while using that attack. Oh, well, fair enough. I mean, like, Palkia, Dialga, Darkrai, they're all, like, space and time Pokemon. I mean... Arceus is literally god, and somehow, like, a ten-year-old child can catch it in a little Pokeball and make it fight animals. Yeah, so. this is true. <laughs> How about you, Tito? Oh, jeez. My favorite type is a shocker for me when I actually thought about it now, since it's been quite a while um, since I've branched out of this since we've done type battles with my friends. Um, I got locked into poison ages ago. I wanted psychic and then I couldn't have it cause that was taken. I wanted, um, uh, ghost, but that was taken. And then I oh, wanted I dark that and that was taken. So I was like, what's available? And they're just like, I think it was like rock and poison. And I was like, well, I'm going to take poison, I guess. But I've fallen in love with poison. And some of my favorite Pokemon that I've ever used are poison types like Gengar and shit. Um, incredible, man. Gengar is my homie. Um, <laughs> I, I just love that little dude. Uh, he's great in every like battle. Um, I'd say he's definitely my favorite next to like Giratina, but he's he's a dimension ripping like monster. So um, practicality wise, I don't know if that works for my house. Like, <laughs> I think I think a Gengar would be fine. Uh, he's not too big, you know. He's cool. He's got like poison shadow uh, orb shit, and uh, he's won me many many you know battles and destroyed Pete. And, um, oh, you know, I gotta Plus give a shout out to, uh, tournament. oh yeah, I gotta give a shout out to my, uh, to my Krogunk I use against Pete, where, uh, for like two games, I ended up using that dry skin ability on him and, and just screwing his entire water team over. So I'm not saying water Pokemon suck, but I'm saying they got floored by a single Krogunk twice. I'm just saying they have a glaring weakness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was he doing using mono water? Um, yeah, well, we, we have type battles uh, in our friend group, right? Uh, so, right. like, he's water, and I'm po I'm poison. So I just happened to, every time something was watery coming at me, I was like, aha, I have a Krogunk for this. Because, uh, you know, it's not just, you can use multi-types, you don't have to use single. Um, but you still have to but have that type. you have to be, like, your type? Mm -hmm. what is, what well, that's, is that's what happened to me, yeah. I wanted Psychic, I wanted Ghost, I wanted Dark. Um, nope, <laughs> got poison. And now, since then, I've come to love and respect and even uh admire the poison type i in this type battle crew type deal i think i still have the fighting type mm. which was my second choice um i did come to love fighting type pokemon because heracross is bay um but i was unable until recently uh to play electric type pokemon and then trying to build an electric team because they're my favorite pokemon uh, particularly Jolteon, who's my main man. Oh, nice. Is I that little pointy dog. Um, is Jolteon a dog? I thought I always thought of Eevee as a dog. Like It's really? a fox to me. See, I see, but I could be wrong. I see a fox-ish. All right. And, and, well, I mean... Fox-ish. You know, not a real fox. Something vaguely canine. Sort of. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um... But Jolteon is my OG, has always been, probably will always be my favorite Pokemon. Fair. Very fair. But it turns out, when you're building a monotype team, 
electric's really bad unless you want to have six speed special attackers. Fair point. I mean, it's the whole type. That's fine. It <laughs> Be works. Fast special attack. Sometimes I use that for my poison team, surprisingly. Oh. And it works. Really? Just six special attack fast dudes. Huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, but it is uh it is a rough time trying to get through like a tanky team, especially if, you know, they know anything with ground. <laughs> if they have anything with ground. So, Sean? You're fucked. <laughs> Listen, man. Until you step into the arena, until you've actually done battle with me, it's all small talk. Ooh, Ground shit. Pokemon <laughs> are incredible. Some of them are the best in the game. And if you ever battle me, I will show you that firsthand. <laughs> I, I believe you. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm not talking shit on ground-type Pokemon. They're not water Pokemon, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> While I don't use ground-type, like, ever, I think they're some of the strongest, which is, like, kind of weird. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's like, I'm not talking shit on ground-type Pokemon. I'm just saying that, like, if my mono-electric team happens to run into any ground-type Pokemon, I'm fucked. Well, it's just like when I run into a steel team, I die. Hey, Jolteon <laughs> can learn Ice Beam, right? Oh, I think it can, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Ice beam, pin missile. Yeah. See, so, so you have a shot. Not a great shot, but you have a shot. And Jolteon's pretty <laughs> fast. You throw that yeah. uh, the choice Rex on there on a Pokemon that's already fast, and uh, you might go first and land that one shot ice beam. Maybe. All right. So, uh, if you want to email us at the video game pals or is it just video game pals i never remember <laughs> the video game pals the yeah. video damn games. andy <laughs> the video game pals at gmail.com tell us your favorite pokemon give us your random question of the week we love to hear your feedback um unless you're telling us you love water pokemon then just kind of don't bother emailing what if pete's writing in <laughs> pete's not allowed to write in if he wanted to defend water pokemon he would have been here yeah he should unmute his mic and get back in this conversation yeah, right come on man push the talk <laughs> All right, so with that all wrapped up, it's time for the news, the news, we talking about the news, the news, the news, we talking about the news. All right, so we're going to kick things off this week with a little update from our main topic last week, which if you haven't listened to was really depressing. Go listen to it. I'm going to kick it over to Peggy, who has opinions about swatting. (laughs) Opinions, TM. So... Uh, kind of, again, a follow-up from, from last week. The individual who called in the false police report that led to the death of Andy Finch in Wicca, Wick, in Wick, fuck, in Wichita? Wichita. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> I'm All so right. sorry. I wanted to help you way earlier, but that was too good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Had to let it go. <laughs> The individual who called in the false police report that led to the death of Andy Finch in Wichita, Kansas, has been arrested and charged. Tyler Barris, who went by the Twitter handle Swatistic, was arrested in Los Angeles this week and is awaiting ex... I should have read this first. Extradition... What is that? Yep. Extradition. Extradition in Kansas, where he will face charges of felony filing a... What? What? Of... 
Yep, that's okay, the charge. Thank you. Of felony, felony filing a false filing report. A false report. I swear I'm better at this usually. Uh, The victim's mother is also pushing to hold the police and city responsible for the shooting, saying, quote, the cops are trying to make this go away and it's not going to go away. People aren't going to let it, end quote. Which makes fucking sense. This is what I said last time as well. Um, You know, it's not going to go away if if we keep on pestering the police, keep on pestering the government to be like, hey, do something about this. And it's not just uh, for for swanning itself, it's also for this individual case. Because this could have definitely been buried by a couple of other things. The bullshit that Logan Paul did, for example. Or or some other bullshit that's happening in the rest of the world. But people aren't letting this go. So thank you to everyone who's so concerned about this. And everyone who really wants to see you know, a an ending to, to all this. Because it, it needs to happen. And I'm glad that it's happening now. Uh, better late than never. I absolutely agree. Um, again, our thoughts are with the Finch family. And I really hope Tyler Barris spends a long time in jail. Yeah, this is uh, this is a good sort of update in the sense that, you know, we want to see justice uh, for this individual that was murdered and for this family. Uh, I do hope that um, the cop who uh, took those shots is brought to justice as well. Uh, if that, especially if that's what the family wants, I mean. You know, who am I? But if that's what the family wants, then to me, that's what should happen. Um, And uh, hopefully beyond that, there's legislation. Hopefully somebody, you know, that's got some power takes a look at this and and that there's a reaction. Um, Unfortunately, with the news cycle that we have in this country, uh, this story has kind of fallen a little bit uh, out of the, you know, main topic of the U.S., but... uh, um, I think if, if more updates continue to roll out and people continue to have the reaction that they have had since this took place, um, this story could remain relevant long enough that it can't be ignored. And that's the hope. Absolutely. Um, Pro Swatting Thompson, anything? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in a row now. Um, no, there, I don't think there's much I could add that you guys haven't already said. Um you know, it the whole situation is garbage, and it's never, ever good when stuff like this um, doesn't change. And I'm glad that it hasn't fell to the wayside 100% yet, because unfortunately that can happen very quickly. Um, we're a very like connected uh, country through through media stuff, and you know, like there's always an event somewhere, and the 24-hour cycle always creates events for us. So stuff like this can get lost um, within days, and um, you know, we're we're already a week later and we're still talking about it, so there's someone out there that still cares, and that's good. And uh, just really hope for the best. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'm going to echo all those points. I also want to, like, bring a little bit of light into this whole conversation around swatting. It's not always garbage, um, and the Alameda County, California Sheriff's Office proved that this week. Um, they got a call from an individual saying, Hey, I'm at this address, I have three hostages, and I'm not going to do anything except shoot them unless I get $15,000. And as they were gearing up the SWAT team to go out, they realized they'd already sent a SWAT team to this house before in the instance of a prank, and then did a little bit more due diligence, realized it was a swatting event, and 
didn't kick down this guy's door, so... Yes! Good on those cops. They're learning! It's great news. They're learning! Does this mean, though, that they had kicked his door down once already? Yes, but they're yes. learning. But they're learning. The fact that that man survived the first time, like, literally survived with his life, is incredible. You know? Yep. Um, and to have it twice in his life is insane. I don't think it's that insane. I think it's very commonplace in the gaming community, um, specifically with people that are that are either a like. I mean, the same person though. Same person, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's I thought there, it was kind of like like lightning, you know. Yeah, we don't know the name of the peop- of the person who was uh, who was swatted this time, and I think that's probably a good thing um, because it right. could have very well have been, you know, one of one of the the more popular streamers. Maybe someone got pissed off that they couldn't best this person in a one v one or something like that. And yeah, yeah, so just get better, man. <laughs> yeah, get good. get good. Don't call SWAT. Get good. But uh, but yeah, it's it's way more commonplace than I think a lot of people realize. But I'm really liking the fact that that in this instance, um, the cops were like, "Wait a minute, this doesn't add yeah. up," and they actually did something yeah. about it. So kudos to them like for for this five minutes of due yeah. diligence. Yeah, exactly. Wait, question though for you guys espousing get good points. Yeah. On the flip side of that, does that mean I can call a SWAT team on Bandai Namco because I can't beat Dark Souls? No. It means you need no. to get good. No, you gotta just play more. Like But you, that requires me to play Dark Souls. Yeah, but it's not that hard of a game. Like you can just do it. Like, you know <laughs> it's seriously not you gotta learn the game and, and put your time in, and then after that, it's like any skill that you've learned, you can do it. I truly wish we were a video podcast so our listeners could see the beautiful reactions i got out of peggy with that one uh, <laughs> you can imagine like the if you ever seen the gift of that girl looking really confused while uh while there's like uh numbers flashing around her it was that basically all right so in lighter news where we can actually talk about video games thank Very god nice. yes vidya um couple minor ones that i wanted to shout out this week uh, Nintendo announced on Twitter that after 10 months on the American market, the Nintendo Switch is the fastest-selling console in U.S. history. Oh, wow. Good job, Nintendo. Yeah. G-G. Which, like, <clears throat> I've I've seen the Nintendo product demand and, like, unavailability cycles before, but I haven't seen one last as long as the mm-hmm. Switch. Like, it came out 10 months ago, and I think this is the first time where I'm confident if I wanted to go out and buy a Switch today, I'd be able to. I would I would be more than confident. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously the, the Switch is very, very popular. As a matter of fact, my sister came into the room five minutes ago to grab my Switch because she really <laughs> wanted to play it. Uh, but... Like, I've even seen it still sold out in, in a couple stores, like, around here, around the New York area. So, like, I think I think you have, like, a 98% chance, but, like, it's still selling out, which is amazing to see. Oh, yeah. I think it, it hits that nice, like, center point for Nintendo's marketing, where it's got the, like, home console price point, but it's also got the like handheld it's got the versatility. multiple people in a family will want their mm-hmm. own because uh, like i have one and my uh i guess i don't live at home anymore but even when i did my sister was talking about buying her own yeah 
It's, it's, and Sean Steele doesn't have you're, one. You're right. I don't, and I'm not going to. But um, Well, you will if uh, Smash, right? Yeah, one Smash, man. Uh, that's, that's all that matters. Uh, but I am happy for Nintendo. I think this is really cool. Uh, we've covered the uh, success of the Switch a lot on this podcast. And um, it's awesome that Nintendo is doing so well with this console. And it just goes to show that... Uh, Nintendo is not, you know, a lot of people were saying that they were out of touch with the Wii U. That was kind of the commentary that Nintendo was out of touch. And I think that this goes to show that that's not the case, but that every now and then even uh, the Titans fall. But they rise again, and that's what Nintendo has done, and it's beautiful to watch. Now, the Titans made a comeback. They beat Kansas City this weekend. (sighs) If, if this continues but they had to come back. No, wait. They if, had no, to my come sports back. joke's if not Nintendo, not landing. Nintendo continues to be successful. Is this a su- successful attack on Titans? <laughs> attack of the Titans is really what I meant to say. If attack Sony ends Titans. up winning and gets like a PS5 out and beats the Nintendo Switch, then is that an attack on Titan? No, because Sony is also a Titan. The way for your analogy to work would be if the Atari box were to launch. <laughs> yeah, and that. Be, what? The fastest selling console of all time. That thing needs to come out and also beat the PC. So, so Sean, what you're saying is that, like, even though the Wii U was a misstep and it was bad and people were saying it was out of touch, they really should have remembered the Titans. (laughs) You're you're right. Thank you. There you go. I like it. You redeemed yourself. GG. Long live the king, Nintendo. It's good to see you, Rain. Peggy Diva Ford over there. The world seems a little brighter when Nintendo's in charge. Does it? I mean, all right. <laughs> it does. It really does. <laughs> it's like, it's no coincidence, I feel, that we've had, like, the best year in gaming in a long-ass time, and that was the same year the Switch launched and succeeded, like, wildly. Fair. Yes. Yeah, but that's mostly due to Persona 5, so. <laughs> Boy. It's not on the Switch yet. You're such an apologist for that game. Uh. There's nothing to apologize for. <laughs> In other, like, pretty small news pieces, but, like, very happy milestones, Rocket League hit 40 million worldwide players this week, um, which is bonkers. Yeah. I know it wasn't, like, 40 million concurrent players, but PUBG is setting records and smashing, like, everyone's expectations when 2 million people play it. Right. <laughs> Rocket League's up to 40. <laughs> yeah. I hope their esports scene expands a little bit more than what it has. Like, it has a pretty solid one, um, but it's not as popular as probably a lot of people thought it was going to be. Uh, but I hope with, with this, like, the more players that there are, the more people are like, oh, let's see how the, like, the good people play uh, and kind of watch more of, of Rocket League. Because the, I think it's RLCS, I believe is what the, the anagram is. The, not the anagram, the initials are. Um... That that's really fun to watch and to see the uh, the players like not even touch the ground for like five minutes at a time is just amazing. So I hope I hope people get more into the uh, the esports aspect of it. But in the meantime, that's a fucking lot of players. It's a lot of RC cars. Yeah, it's a lot of players. Um, I think Rocket League might be the most instantly accessible video game I've ever picked I think up. That's fair. Yeah, like it's you know regardless of the fun like ridiculous stuff you can do at higher level it's absurdly fun to just drive around and play cars oh yeah yeah i i didn't i personally didn't like the game 
but like watching it and <gasps> also like picking it up was way easy. Like I I could play it instantly. I just didn't necessarily yeah. It's like you don't need a, a background or an understanding of the game the way, like, if you try and watch League or Dota, you need, like, some kind of primer to go what's going on. You watch three seconds of a Rocket League match, you understand. Oh, there's cars. They're trying to put the ball in the goal. There you go. Done and done. I played Rocket League uh, one night with a friend of mine, and I had never played it. I actually, at that point, hadn't even heard of it. It was still relatively new. And... Um, that's not the kind of game that I would typically play, mm-hmm. but I was there with a friend. He said, hey, just let's, you know, try it. And we both had an absolute blast. Uh, it's a ton of fun. It's a great party game. Um, but the fact that it also works on an esports level is really cool. And I'm not surprised that this is the kind of game that has been a smash hit because Andy's completely right that it does have that instant appeal. Um who doesn't want to just smash cars into other cars? Um, and this is the ideal way to play soccer. If you could play soccer via uh, cars in real life, I'd play soccer. <laughs> um, but since you can't, I don't. I think it's just uh, the yeah. ideal way to play soccer, period. On your couch without moving. Uh, you. I don't want to broke. play soccer. <laughs> Am I the only one who couldn't hear that part? Missed opportunity. No, I I couldn't hear you. I I thought somebody else would pick up, but I think you cut out Yeah, you did. We couldn't hear that. Oh, are we having technical issues now? No, I think it was just a blip. A a snafu, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, Rocket League's great. Um, Their Switch port I played recently because a friend of mine had it. It's surprisingly full-featured for just, like, slide the Joy-Cons off. Oh, now we're playing Rocket League in a park. Yeah, that's the beauty of the Switch, though, you know? It, it lends itself to a game like Rocket League very well, I think. True. And the fact that and... it was made, you know, so long ago now and ports well into a system like the Switch just shows that, like, you know, either one side of them, like, either the Switch or the Rocket League developers, one of them had the, you know, foresight to think of accessibility for future things, probably, so... It's good. Yep, and I I love Psyonix's like cross platform multiplayer scheme. I think it's incredible. Yep, I think it's a feat of genius. I'm not sure if you can like hunt out players on like different systems, but I think everything's cross platform. Even I think so. Maybe not the Switch yet. Maybe not, but everything else should be. I feel like we talked so. about it on the podcast mm-hmm. about the Switch version not being connected or something. Maybe not right away, even. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, so I guess we'll move on from that. But congratulations again to Nintendo and Psyonix. Those are both really cool. Um, Rocket League and the Switch are both great. Love them. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Fighters. Couple weeks. Dr- Fighters, not Fighter Z. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've been calling it. I mean, oh, is well. it Dragon Ball Z? So Dragon Ball Fighter Z makes sense. But That's the name, but the letters connected to it. Yes, yeah. At Comic Con, we were calling it Fighters after, you know, some guy said Dragon it. Ball Fighter with a dumb name. <laughs> it's a dumb name. Don't get me wrong. It's a bad name. Yeah. If it lends itself to that much questioning, it's not a good name. Uh, they put out their minimum and recommended PC specs, uh, which we'll link to the tweet if you want to check out the specs in detail. But like. They're surprisingly low for how good this game looks and how fluid it is and, like, how a fighting game needs to run at 60 frames per second to work. 
So the wild speculation I'm going to throw out there is, could how well this game's optimized be a hint of a future Switch port? Oh, yes, that would be great, that, Andy. Thank you for that. <laughs> You've hyped me up would. incredibly right now. I wouldn't be surprised. Would a future Switch port of Dragon Ball Fighter Z maybe get shown by a Switch? No, no, mm-hmm. no. Uh, That's not smart, bros. I'll own this game day one on the PlayStation. That's going to be enough for me. I don't need it on the Switch. I think that's a cool idea, and I think that'd be great for gaming, Mm -hmm. but not for Sean's gaming. Uh, (laughs) Not for Sean's gaming. Fair enough. The Switch. Oh, man, Sean. But imagine, though, you have a Switch, right? You're out and about somewhere, and like. That's your first mistake. Oh, man, you got a Switch? And then you can just snap off your Joy-Cons and whoop them at Dragon Ball. Yeah, your first mistake was the out and about somewhere thing, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't go out and about. Oh. And I certainly... <laughs> in and a bin. I can guarantee you that if I owned a Switch, I would still not go out and about uh, and play any game, even There's if it was Smash. There's online play for a reason, boys. Exactly. Like I'm the only one who likes the sun. Although you are right. That being that being said, though, I'm gonna be very interested to see how the how this game runs on Joy Cons if that's the case. Because I feel like that's a pro controller sort of sort of game, or really any fighting game. I've always felt like is, is more of a pro controller sort of thing. Um, so in terms of the controls, I'm a little concerned about how it would it would transfer over. But if it was on the Switch, that'd be fucking awesome. I would absolutely buy. I mean. Uh, so where I'm coming from with thinking fighter game Joy-Cons is, like, I played the Street Fighter 2 Switch release. Okay. And uh, as long as, you know, they do a, like, four-button traditional-ish fighter, it's like, all you need is the stick and those four buttons. Hmm. And, like, maybe the, the shoulders to tag in, you know, the rest of your team because it's, like, a 3v3 okay. deal. Okay. But... Uh, maybe but maybe it, then it's it just at least worked pretty well for Street Fighter, and that game was way older and probably less complex. Noted. But is is Dragon Ball Fighters a four or six button game? I do not know. Oh, um, I think it's a six button because it has the tag system and stuff. Yeah, it's most likely six. Um, when I I can't remember because I only played it twice at Comic Con, which was you know months ago now. Uh, I'm pretty confident in saying that it's a six button. But the, the Joy-Cons have those buttons. It's just like, on the Joy-Con, using a six-button fighter is, eh, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm comfortable with, like, the Joy-Cons or the Pro Controllers either way, but I definitely see the merit in people wanting to use something like just the Pro Controller for a fighter. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, I'm not I prefer a beat stick for every game, you know? <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, but, you know, if, if I... I mean, I just would love to have this on the Switch, man. All right, Sean, new pitch for you that might actually make sense. Let's say you have a Switch and Dragon Ball, right? Right. And you show up like two hours early to make sure you get your good seats at the Infinity War premiere. Ooh, May 4th. And you're sitting with Marco. And then you pull out Dragon Ball and your Switch, and you whoop Marco at Dragon Ball while you wait for the movie to start. All right. So I don't think he even knows what Dragon Ball is. <laughs> uh, who, Marco? Does, Does he, he like? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> here's here's where your your premise falls apart. Uh, I no longer have to get to the theater early because all seats are 
reserved seats at AMC Theaters, which is the only theater chain that I frequent. Hmm. Just work with me here, Sean. You're <laughs> killing me. It was a hypothetical. It was a hypothetical that's impossible. Come on. Okay. Um, so moving on from Sean crushing my hopes and dreams. <laughs> it's been kind of a slow week. Month, really. Because you don't get a lot of video game news in early January, surprisingly. Um, but we got an interesting report of uh, Nexon, who published Lawbreakers, blaming PUBG, which is now a game. Shout out to Peggy. Yeah, it's a game. For the complete and utter failure of lawbreakers um in their 2017 earnings report they wrote off lawbreakers saying um it won't be a cause for any more losses because they're not putting any more money into it yikes holy shit this game is like battleborn levels of tanked i looked it up um (laughs) just to like see how many people were still playing it steam charts which is you know a rough estimate but still fairly accurate (laughs) over the past 30 days lawbreakers has averaged 22 players a day on steam oh that's like battlefleet gothic level nice man i have friends in a game and so i'm gonna eat a little bit of crow on this one because if you go back to like oh i remember this one i think when we were playing Quake, and I was like, yeah, Quake's good, but man, Lawbreakers is I remember. so excellent. Oh, Andy, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. So, I, I, I will take any mockery um, anybody wants to give me for that prediction, because wow, was I wrong! <laughs> um, but the... The CFO of Nexon, Shiro Uemura, if I'm not saying that right, I'm sorry, said, Our results in North America in the third quarter were below our outlook, mainly due to sales from Lawbreakers being below our expectations. Lawbreakers is a unique FPS developed for core users. We had very high expectations for its launch. However, the timing of its launch turned out to be unfortunate. Specifically, the blockbuster PC online game PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds came out right about the same time making the market environment very tough for first-person shooters in general and for lawbreakers. Which, like, eh, he's not wrong. No, and you mentioned Battleborn before, it, like, it's the same sort of, it's the same story, where Battleborn got released around the same time as Overwatch, and Overwatch was just better, and that, that it's, resulted in that. It's less of the same story, I think, because, like, I don't think player unknown, like, PUBG didn't go out of its way to launch against Lawbreakers and, like, make that the competition the way Overwatch did with Battleborn. Okay, yeah. Because that is the one kind of evil thing I think Blizzard does. <laughs> they seek out and destroy the competition systematically. Yeah. Like, but every time Battleborn company had to would. be a big thing or, like, tried to have an event, Blizzard would be like, oh, open beta this weekend. Or, you know, just making sure everything that's not Overwatch... Blizzard related in how gets destroyed ripped Apex. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Um, but also saying it's all PUBG's fault does brush off the many, many, many problems Lawbreakers had. And all of those problems get worse as the community dwindles because it's a game with a really steep learning curve, a shitty tutorial, and like no visually distinct classes in the class-based hero game. 
Like, wow. you know how if you're playing Overwatch or TF2, you can tell who's on the other team by looking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, difficult to do that in Lawbreakers. Um, and that just gets compounded because if you're one of the, you know, 22 people who've played Lawbreakers over the last month, <laughs> you're probably pretty fucking good at this game. So if, you know, you're trying to step in and, like, be a new guy thinking, oh man, Lawbreakers. I loved Quake Arena back in the day. Let's do this. You're just going to get mopped up the whole time. Yeah. It's like how I wouldn't get into Battlefleet Gothic anymore because it's Thompson and his five friends. Yeah, there's like ten of us. <laughs> I see the same like five people <laughs> for like the last year now. And wow. none of us have added each other on Steam. We just casually kill each other you know we're, like i mean you guys know we don't want to be. admit it yeah yeah we don't want to admit it i don't think you know every time i go in i'm like oh this guy yeah i know what he's gonna do okay well <laughs> this is fucking great Thompson, is it fair to say that like you're one of the best battlefleet gothic <laughs> players in the world now i think then? it's fair to say i win of at least half my games now like and that's pretty good considering there's only like eight other players i go against Wow. Uh, hold on, wait. Let me see my 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 time put into this this fucking abysmal. Oh no. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm a real shithead. I have 587 hours in this game. Good goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um. That's going to bring us, I guess, to our meat and potatoes, unless you guys have anything else to say about Lawbreakers, no. which, why would you? Okay, so that brings us to our main topic this week, our meat and potatoes, if you will. Uh, since there's not really a lot of news that happened at all, or that we can spin into a meaty topic of the week, we're going to look to the future. Um, 2018 looks to be a pretty good year for games. Maybe not as good as 2017, but... I think maybe only 1997 was. <laughs> Good joke. Yeah, so we're going to just look look to the future, look to this year, and what are you guys excited for? There's tons of games coming out, so maybe pick like three and tell me what you're looking forward to playing. So, first of all, I want to say that it looks like 2018 is going to be an incredible year for games. Um, I personally don't buy a lot of games each year just because a lot of the games that I play are, you know, like I, like I play World of Warcraft and Heroes of the Storm. Those are games that, um, you know, I, I play and, and they're sort of a persistent world. I mean, Heroes isn't a persistent world, but it's a very replayable game. You know, the replayability is high. And it's free. There you go. Uh, but this year, I there are several games that I'm planning to pick up, uh, and um, I'm really glad to feel that way, just because as a gamer, I feel like a lot of what's been coming out over the last few years hasn't really spoken to me that much. Um, but this year, there's a lot to be excited about. So for me, my picks, um, we already talked about it earlier, but Dragon Ball Fighters or Fighter Z or however we want to say it, uh, that's that's one of my major. Uh, picks for this year i'm so excited for this game um i love fighting games as i've spoken about on the show many times and this looks like what everyone wishes marvel versus capcom infinite was uh very fast-paced uh beautiful art style um 
all the characters that you would want and expect from a Dragon Ball game, including a ton of fighters that have never been available in a Dragon Ball game before, uh, or at least not a Dragon Ball game that I've played. Um, so there you go. And um, everyone that I know that plays fighting games is going to get this game. This is the game. This is the fighting game of 2018 as far as releases go. So as a fighting game fan, you have to be there for this. And uh, this is new hotness. So I can't wait for it. And it comes out January 26th. Like, how crazy is that? That the fighting game of the year comes out in yeah. days. right at the beginning of January. Yeah. 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 Uh, I couldn't be more There's excited. a beta next weekend. I can't wait. Yep. Uh, also, uh, Detroit Become Human. I think this game is going to be incredible. Uh, people have given it flack for some of the themes that it uh, includes. Um, and uh, I, I I don't care. I think that those things strengthen the game. I think that the fact that they're uh, presenting very, very adult themes uh, is, is cool. You know, and I'm, and I'm ready to jump into a world like that that's going to be... You know, it's going to be disturbing. It's going to be hard to play at times. And I haven't had a video game experience like that, if ever, in a really, really long time. If I ever have. Uh, so, I'm all in on this game. I think it's going to be fantastic. And then, the last pick uh, is Spider-Man. I cannot wait for Spider-Man. It's been a long, long time since I have played as Spider-Man in a video game. Uh, that was That was a new release. And uh, that fact is sad in and of itself. Um, Are you excited? Is it like, do you think it will reach the level of Spider-Man 2 for the PS2? In terms of quality? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, um, like, I know we live in a, like, post-Arkham City world, but for my money, that's still probably the best superhero game. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, there was something magical about Spider-Man 2, especially at that time. I haven't played it since gosh i haven't played it in at least 10 years but um i think that the way that that game was structured and, and what it was for that time uh, makes it the best spider-man game at least perception wise ever uh i believe that this game will top it oh I, nice I, I really hope you're right yeah i i have high high hopes high expectations um i think i think that I think that this game has everything. Look, when you talk about uh, the developers, like, who's better right now than Insomniac, you know? Um, it has the marquee character. Everyone loves Spider-Man. Um, the, the way that you're supposed to play Spider-Man. I mean, it's I don't, th I don't think this game is uh, exactly open world. I guess it is sort of open world. Um, or is it fully open world? Does anyone know for sure? Uh, sort sure. of, sort of, I believe. Yeah, I think it's it's loose, loosely open world, which is awesome. Um, I love the fact that it has a story that they're taking seriously, which again reminds me of Spider-Man Two, um, and and the the huge cast of characters that we know so far. There's a lot we don't even know. Uh, you know, we know that we know that Wilson Fisk is in it. We know that Miles Morales is in it. Uh, we know that Mary Jane's in it. Like there's so Mr. Negative. We know that Mr. Negative is in it. There's just so <laughs> we, much to look like, forward to with this. That's game. a thing we're saying about a Spider-Man game in 2018. Yeah. Mr. Negative's in this game. <laughs> and yeah, that's a selling point, you know? Yeah. Uh, so all said, I'm just really excited for this game. I think it's going to be phenomenal 
And all these games are right around the corner, which is so exciting. Yeah, I think um, I'm on board with Dragon Ball and with Spider-Man. Personally, I don't much care for David Cage's games, so like, I'll believe Detroit Become Human is good when it's good. I am not letting myself get excited for that. I've been burned before. <laughs> uh, what what did you like? Uh, Heavy Rain? Didn't you make that? Yeah, I was not a fan of Heavy Rain. Wow. Um, Beyond Andy. Two Souls was bad. Did you not play uh, Indigo Prophecy? I didn't, but uh, like you're the only person that likes that. <laughs> I like that and Heavy Rain, but Beyond Two Souls, uh, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yeah, Beyond Two Souls was awful. Um, I didn't, I didn't care for Heavy Rain. It was a... Uh, I think just a taste thing, mm. but Detroit Become Human does look cool, and if it's good, I'm I'm rooting for it to be good, and I would like to see it be good, but I'm not going to be excited for it until I know it's good, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, also, I can't fucking wait for Spider-Man. I might have to buy a PS4 for yes, it. Yes, come to the dark side. I mean... I have an Xbox, I have a PC, I really don't need a PS4. Come to the dark side anyway. Um, Also, Pete's not here, but I feel like I have a pretty good handle on his taste, so I'm going to speak for him, and if he wants to yell at me on the show next year, or next week, (laughs) not next year, if he wants to yell at me on the show next week uh, for getting it wrong, I will happily take that criticism, but I'm going to give one of Pete's three votes to Spider-Man also. Um, He is beyond excited for that game. He loves Spider-Man. I mean, he is Spider-Man, so... <laughs> Don't break his cover. His name is Pete. It's not hard. <laughs> to be fair, have you ever seen the two in the same room? Oh, no. To be fair, some superheroes cover Pete... themselves with glasses. So, like, the bar's very True. low. Looking at you, and Pete has I have seen Pete submit pictures of Spider-Man to J. Jonah Jameson for money, too. And I don't know how he got them. And they're great shots, hmm. too, right? Like, like very framed yeah. up. Almost like he was there. Almost, almost. Uh, so, how about you guys, Thompson Peg? I think for me, it's probably uh, Detroit looks amazing, and I'm so excited uh, for that. Just for for all the reasons y'all said. Um, we Happy Few is technically not out yet, and that looked like such a great dystopian uh, story that's gonna have a lot of lore, and I love those games. So, like, I'm really, really excited. Wait, Peggy likes lore what? games? No! No! <laughs> Wait, you you weren't into Doki Doki Literature Club and or FNAF? FNAF? What? Me? No. But yeah, uh, the, that, that one is definitely... And also, technically speaking, Fortnite isn't out yet either. At least according to what? this Wikipedia article. So, wow. let me check that though really quick oh my god peggy it's not a game yet you can't play it look get off (laughs) i don't i'm not entirely um i'm not entirely sure actually to be honest if that's actually out um it looks like it is though so that might that might be wrong and if that's the case then probably Quake Champions, because that's not out, technically speaking. <laughs> I just really like, if you oh give me God. a game with lore, or is in early access, I'm probably gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Fair, fair. Um, Quake Champions is it's awesome so much fun, and the esports aspect of it is just really cool to see people like returning from old to reclaim their titles. Like it's really awesome. Yeah, uh, when it was in open beta over the summer, we played a lot of it, and Thompson just kind of schooled everyone. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's what he does. Also, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> you never forget how to no-show pets. <laughs> yeah, you never forget how to stomp your friends. So. <laughs> exactly. So, Peggy, have you played um, We Happy Few at all? No, I haven't. Okay. Which is why I'm excited I, for it. Cause I, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of going in blind, but I know there's a lot of lore. It was in the uh, the Xbox like game preview program where you could download like an early access build of it and play it for a couple hours. Yes. I did that and I really don't know how I feel really? about Really? Cuz it's like Ooh. uh the intro it has you play is so promising and the world is so cool. Uh. But like it has you play this intro like tutorial level. At least this was the early access build I played 8 months mm-hmm. ago. Um has you play this intro tutorial level and then puts you into its open world like survival crafty kind of deal and I was like this is not the game I signed up for. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I I just from what from what I've seen at least like I'm really really excited. Yeah. Um. It it does look cool and I know they've like talked a lot about how they're like still making changes and figuring out what they want to do and they're gonna have like three separate story paths or something nice. yeah and that's yeah. cool um and i i hope it turns out well because it's a really really exciting premise and yeah yeah also kingdom hearts 3 just gonna point it out there okay bye <laughs> wow kingdom <laughs> hearts 3 that's also one of pete's three votes that probably is Ooh, maybe it's not you know it's better no if it's coming right? out yeah yeah if it's if it's coming out i know pete has a a long-standing relationship with Kingdom Hearts series. I can't wait for it to get deleted it. again. It's going to be so much but fun. But it, uh, y- yeah. it might be one of those things where, like, it's not out until it's out, and it's not coming out until it's actually released. Yeah. It's not out, and, like, it's not about to be released if it's not in your hand yet. For this game specifically. When it's in your hands, then you can believe it's coming yeah. out. Actually, sorry, when you play it, is probably a better idea because we all know it could be broken to high hell and that'll just be just like soul crushing for so many people once you rescue mickey get through the tutorial (laughs) then you can say it's out yeah thompson you want to go next or should i uh i'll go okay Um, keeping with my theme one of the games vampire uh if it comes out oh yeah totally gonna get the shit out of that game <clears throat> it's it looks like a really nice take on on vampire stuff you know it's not um twilight-esque and it's not like too dark like vampire masquerade um i like the fusion of it trying to you know st- time setting for it that's relevantly believable um, wait thompson yeah are you saying vampire the masquerade a game where i can yell at a stop sign is too dark what's too dark about it is when you start getting to the metaverse of what's going on actually <laughs> The stop sign oh, yeah. being a Malkavian thing is fantastic. In fact, it's one of the only light points of the entire game. <laughs> I love being a Malkavian. They're so crazy. <laughs> you just yell at the TV on the news. No, you stop. <laughs> yep. Yell at things. Um, likewise, also, my number two is going to be Detroit 
you know, I, I've I've played like I said the other games, and you know, this one looks good. Uh, I was never sold on uh, Beyond Two Souls. Um, it just never looked like my thing anyway. But this stuff definitely does, and this looks polished, and you know, a good David Cage game could be really good. Yeah. So <laughs> that's True. that's a thing. Um, it's, there's that's a lot of other Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. Um, the the uh, the third game I want to pick is BattleTech, which I know you guys like know nothing of. Um, I mentioned I a while ago that there was a um, turn-based strategy um, top-down thing Mech- being made, and it's supposed to come out this year. Um, it's made nice, by the nice. dudes at Hairbrain Schemes, which made the Shadowrun Ooh. games recently. Nice. The last three, like Dragonfall and um, Hong Kong, which I've avid. Rabbit, ravenous about their their RPGs, so like turn based. Oh, excellent games, yeah. Yeah, so that's what they do very well, and they're making a BioTech one, which is just giant mechs, uh, you know. So that's fucking great. And should this come out this year, that is my third pick. If not, a solid third would be Far Cry, just because, uh, you know, you know, I'm gonna have to play that with Pete regardless. So I better, I might as well be excited about it. You know? <laughs> I like that game a lot, and it's built for multiplayer stuff, for like co op stuff, right? It's just, you know, I'm gonna play it. So should BioTech not come out, I pick Far Cry. Um, side note for Far Cry, if you like watching Thompson and Pete play games, check out our daily Let's Play series, Pals Play. Yeah. Da, 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 we will da, surely da, da. play that game. They're like 100% we're playing that game. Oh, yeah. Um, I would expect nothing else from you. Man, I'm excited because nobody said the same games I'm going to say, and that makes me happy. Oh, nice. Because it gets us a nice breadth of coverage. Um, Sean's going to judge me. The game... I'm most looking forward to that's coming out soon is Sea of Thieves. Oh, oh you get to be a pirate, Sean. That can't be true. <laughs> yes, it's true. It is. It's so fun, Sean. It's so fun. No, there's nothing fun I've been about playing the pirates. beta for like four months. It's so fun. The fact that you've been playing it for four months and it's not out is crap. <laughs> it's a beta. How long is this beta? It like, well, it started as an alpha and it's like, they open it up for, like, one day at a time every two weeks. It's like, hey, we're having a play session Wednesday night to test this thing. Oh, okay. And then, like, yeah. It's not like PUBG where it's like, oh, this game's not out yet, but also you can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make two million copies sold and make $100 million, but it's still not out. Oh, <laughs> at least Sea of Thieves lets you try it. Yeah, Sea of Thieves is a lot of fun, and if you're not into pirates... You should probably stay away. It's very, very piratey. Much pirate I'm staying far well. away. Can you drink tea in the cabin? No, it's well. Exactly. It doesn't have what Blackwake has, so I'm not interested. <laughs> you can drink rum. Uh, I want to drink tea out of a fancy cup and in be in the cabin while cannons hit my ship. That's what I want. As as I lose, I would like to. Yes, <laughs> the best thing about any game in that scenario is being able to sit down with the gentleman and, and play the piano or something like that and be like, well, men, we're going down with the ship. Let's drink some tea. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I can respect that. Um, also very excited for a way out. Um, oh, yeah. More so now that Joseph, what's his name, got drunk at the Game Awards. <laughs> Fuck the Oscars, yeah, man. man. That's, like, that's a solid fourth for me. Fuck the Oscars. Like... Just the, the whole idea of a game built to be played in couch or couch-esque co-op is, like, my heart. Yeah. 
I really, I would love to see that game do really well and make a comeback of, like, that style of game. And then I'm going to cheat a little bit because I want to say Untitled Fire Project, Fire Emblem Project for the Switch. But <laughs> that's literally all they've said is, we're putting out a Fire Emblem game on the Switch this year. So, meh. Um, but I'm also really excited for Project Octopath Traveler coming out for the oh, Switch. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. That was a blast, Andy. Thank you for the demo. That was. Oh yeah, the the demo has been out for a couple months now. It's excellent. Um, they have like a really cool system where there's eight main characters, and each of them is like a different class and has an action you can do on the overworld, like unique to them. So, the one dude who you can play in the demo is a knight who can walk up to anybody in the game and challenge them to a duel. Just like. You're in the little, like, starter town. You can walk up to the mayor and be like, hey, I'm going to kick your ass, old man. And he'll be like, please don't fight me if you must. (laughs) (laughs) And the the other girl you can play in the demo is a dancer, and she's like, can attempt to seduce anybody. It's really cool. Um, I'm really about it. The art style is beautiful. It looks like a pop-up book made out of Super Nintendo sprites. Nice. Yeah. I cannot wait to play this and so pete's first two picks i'm making for pete are going to be spider-man and far cry because i know how he feels about both of those and the one game we haven't mentioned that i know pete would if we didn't is red dead redemption 2 comes oh, yeah. out this year yeah, yeah and i never really had much interest in grand theft auto online but oh my god, if there's a Red Dead online and I can just wander around the West. <laughs> For days, yeah. For days. Grand Theft Horse, let's do this. <laughs> um, does anybody have anything else to bring up? No. No, no cool. I, um, I just wanted to say uh, that I just want to reiterate how cool it is that we could all pick such a variety of different games that are all, I would say, valid and all, aside from Sea of Thieves, that are all valid <laughs> and all have an opportunity at being, like, Rex. one of the games we're still talking about at the end of the year. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the Toe Jam and Earl team comes out this year for some reason? <laughs> sure. Why not? Bring it in. It, this is absurd, like, how many good-looking games come out now. So a lot to look forward to in 2018. When does uh, Battle for Azeroth come out, Sean? Battle for Azeroth has no uh, release date. Uh, It's probably not going to be releasing, I would imagine, for another nine months. That's that's my guess. Oh, damn. Oh, so you have time? Oh, I have more than time. Yeah, we're, you know not even worried about it out of out of curiosity because this is i think this might come out this year or maybe the next but um what did you think of the whole vanilla announcement oh sure so uh i don't think that that vanilla sort of server situation is going to manifest for at least two years i think that they made two the years announcement meaning two years from last year yeah so 2019 yeah 2019 2020 uh, I think that they made the announcement because there was such a conversation surrounding 
uh, vanilla servers and everything else and that people are clamoring for it, especially the fact that a lot of people don't like retail WoW. Um, people who are lapsed fans who played WoW 10 years ago that loved what they played but won't touch it today. Um, people who have this dream in their head that Vanilla WoW was some sacred cow of a video game when in all actuality, WoW now is one million percent better than it was back then. But people need to see for themselves that that's the case. Uh, and so I think they just made that announcement to assuage people who thought Blizzard would never do it and give them hope for the future, mm. and we won't see an actual update for a couple years. Fair enough. So, I think that wraps it up, up for us over here at the Video Game Pals. If you want to let us know what you're looking forward to this year, there's a lot of good shit coming out, so I don't blame you if we didn't mention, you know, Monster Hunter World, or Wolf Among Us Season 2, or anything that you want to play. Let us know. Uh, we'll read it on the air. We'll you know, talk about the games you want to hear us talk about, you can email us at thevideogamepals at gmail.com. If you want to find out more of us, uh, we got our weekly Let's Play show, our daily Let's Play show, sorry, Pals Play with Pete and Thompson. We got our sister podcast, The Comics Pals, where Pete, Sean, and three other beautiful, handsome men talk about comic books. If you want to check out any more of our individual stuff, you can find me at tiger underscore millions on Twitter. Uh, you can find Pete at loud underscore Pete, I think. Yep. He's got the underscore, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Thompson's at Relic Vampire. He had to duck out, sadly. His power went out, actually. And, ooh, yeah, yeesh. You guys? I am at Sean Soapbox on Twitter only. Don't hit me up to talk about uh, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> I want you to send Sean all your Sea of Thieves Fan art. Don't. Wait, so you, you only get one thing that you can decline on, so please go and tell Sean how PUBG's a game now. Go for it. It's a game. <laughs> sure, why not? It's a real game. Go tell Sean how great of a game Quake Champions is. Sure, it could be. <laughs> uh, and, I'll, and I am uh, MoriOW on Twitter. That's M-O-I-R-A-I-O-W on Twitter. Uh, I talk about esports, a lot of esports all the esports uh and i also write for ghost of gamers and winston's lap so check those out as well cool so that wraps it up for us um if you enjoy what we do please give us a, a like or a subscribe on your platform of choice share us with your pals so they can become our pals too and uh if you're listening to us on itunes you can help us out with a rating we're currently a five-star rated podcast but we're really looking for that six star that's right <laughs> all right uh thanks for listening guys and uh, we'll see you next week Bye. take care guys.